Welcome back to Beers and Careers. This is your host, Mark Agustinelli, and as always, Beers and Careers is brought to you by the good folks at the Davis Companies, www.davisco's.com. That's D-A-V-I-S-C-O-S.com. Davis specializes in the placement of engineering, manufacturing, and IT talent throughout the United States. Check them out. Uh, today's guest is Tom Kosnick, and Tom is a perfect uh, encapsulation of what Beers and Careers is all about. He shares his journey from, um, you know, he was thinking about becoming a priest, spent some time as a youth minister, uh, and then eventually uh, hired a career coach and completely changed what he was doing, but he leveraged all the skills uh, amongst the first half of his journey um, to really help him find what his calling was down the road. So awesome story. Tom's a uh, inspirational guy who gives you a lot of, lot to think about, um, a lot of things you can take away and really do to own your own career here. So check it out uh, and let me know what you think. Thank you. Tom, without further ado, I'll take my brewing cup, which fortunately is full with water. And I'll take my, uh, my uh, yeah, oh, here, here you go. I'll, I'll do my, my Starbucks cup. Starbucks cup, there we go. <laughs> well, uh, cheers, Tom, and welcome to Beers and Careers. Thanks so much for coming on, my man. Yeah, thank you so much for inviting me. Awesome. 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 Well, Tom, we usually start with some rapid fire questions just to get let the audience get to know you a little bit better as uh, you and I are friends at this point. But what is Tom's? And I bet I could guess this. What's your favorite cocktail or drink? Oh, gosh, uh, the uh, you, you probably should have put uh, that question in plural. What is my favorite drinks? Uh, <laughs> OK, fair. but I, I, I am not I am not a beer drinker. And uh uh, I tend to uh, be more of a bourbon drinker and a uh, vodka drinker. Yes, I was going to say vodka. Uh, vodka on the rocks with a twist. Is, I've heard it mentioned <laughs> once or twice in, in my yes. presence. So, um, do you have a favorite curse word, Tom? Uh, I, I would I would say yowza. Yowza. There we go. Yeah, you yowza. do. You do say that. I do say it. I was uh, I was on a I was I was at a management retreat and uh, I used that word. Somebody said something. I said yowza, and uh, they had never heard of that before. And uh, so I had uh, they thought it was some name, some word I just uh, made up out of my head. And I said no, that's a that's a word. That you, um, so that's unbelievable. I I love yowza. it. And you know, right when you yowza. said it, I was like, I have heard Tom say that many times, many times. Um, <laughs> I know you're a reader. Do you have any favorite quotes that you uh, lean on or anything that that has uh, struck you recently? Yeah, good, 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 good question. I would say my one of my favorite quotes is uh, life is to be lived on the fringe of experience. That's William Ooh. James, the first. OK, William James, he started uh, he started the school of psychology at uh, at Harvard University, the first school of psychology in the United States. And uh, he, he wrote a ton of stuff. But that was uh, that was one of his quotes that I I. Uh, every now, by the way, Mark, every now and then uh, my wife will say to me, uh, I'm a little tired of living on the fringe of experience. <laughs> I'm going to take a break this weekend <laughs> <laughs> and live in the normal course of life. That is great. So what is, what is that? Uh, what does that quote mean to you, Tom? What's that quote mean to you? Oh, sure. Yeah. It's, it's we're we're Americans. We're pragmatic people. Correct. 
And yes. uh, so we, we're not we're not we're not stuck in, uh, you know, a subjective way of thinking things or an objective way of thinking things. We're very experiential where to be an American is to be very we try a lot of things. We uh, we uh, we open up a lot of businesses. We we're we're big innovators in this country and all that. And that's just uh, living life. Uh, life is to be lived on the fringe of experience means that. Uh, we uh, learn a lot of truth. Uh, we learn a lot of truths. Uh, truth uh, unfolds itself through our experiences. And so we should uh, it's it's uh, a good practice to reflect on our experiences and uh, and and be open to new experiences. And uh, and of course, you know, uh, me just taking uh, working with the Davis companies was a uh, was a nice uh, openness to a new experience, which yes. uh, was a lot of fun. Has been a lot of fun. It did. It did. We'll get into your current job in a second, but in true beers and careers fashion, Tom, what was your first job you ever had? Oh gosh, uh, my first job uh, was a paper route. I was a uh, paper route boy, and uh, uh, my older brothers had paper routes, uh, and and I, I was 11 years old. You needed to be 12 years old uh, to uh, to take a job, but. The uh, the paper manager knew my older brothers and whatnot. Thought thought I was a reliable bet. So uh, had a small paper route, and then it went from one paper route to to four paper routes. Oh and, wow! Uh, and I did Whoa. that through uh, through high school. Yeah, yeah. No way. All right. Wow. And now I know, like today, I know where you're at. But I'd love if you don't mind sharing with people uh, your journey because you went to school um, with a certain track in mind. And certainly, uh, I know you love what you do. You're you're a you're a prime example of why I think the podcast was um, was inspired is because you like what you do every single day. You love what you do, but I, do. I, I do. You, you had no idea you were going to be doing it when you were uh, 18, 22, even probably what 28 years old. So, do you want to maybe yeah. give the Reader's Digest version of how it started and where you got there. And then yeah, we'll real, it. yeah, yeah, real simple. It, uh, the, uh, it, uh, yeah, very, very simple. I basically two careers in, in my life. In my first career, uh, I was involved in, in the ministry and uh, I got in them. I uh, received the Masters of Divinity and uh, was uh, was doing minute doing ministry, youth ministry, pastoral associate kind of work. Uh, worked uh, on the south side of Chicago for for uh, close to five years. lived lived down at 113th and King Drive and worked down there and did some amazing things. And still still today uh, have a lot of friends and associates that I met from from uh, from that time period. And uh, and then uh, uh, I met my wonderful wife Catherine, who uh, I call Saint Catherine because she's she puts up with all my. <laughs> Oh, my idiosyncrasies and whatnot, uh, and uh, continued to work uh, in the ministry, and at some point realized that, that uh, realized that it'd be tough to, to raise a family on a layman's salary, uh, so I looked to make a career change, and that's how I got into uh, doing the organizational development work that I'm that I'm doing now, and a lot of, a lot of transferable skills. So I was, I was doing a lot of writing, I was managing retreats, I was doing a lot of training, I was working with large groups of, of people. So all those skills that I learned in the first first 10 years or 12 years that I was working for the church, they all 
uh, transitioned into into what I'm doing now with with organizational development. And uh, so, yeah, in, in in brief, that's that that's the that's, that's the track. Really cool. So I um, so Tom's company is called Vices Group. Um, which I so uh, which I so embarrassingly asked what vices means, but I know now it means vision in Latin. Um, but I, Tom, talk to us real quick. Give the give the once over of what Vices Group does too, so people understand what your business is today. Yeah, great. It's uh, we help entre- entrepreneurs reach their dreams, and so people that own and manage businesses, we help them grow those businesses. Many times, those businesses will hit plateaus. And it's not the business that has hit the plateau. It's the business owner that has hit the plateau. So uh, very common where the, where a, a, a business owner will bring somebody in to take a look at the business, assess certain pieces of the business, uh, uh, generate some recommendations and things like that. And, and, and then afterwards, even uh, helping hands help make some change managements uh, uh, to, to get the effective results that they're, that they're looking to get. So that's, that's a big piece of what we do. And, and, uh, and then within that whole change management piece and, uh, development, we have a peer roundtable program that uh, you're familiar with that we also manage in the president's roundtable, a chief marketing officer roundtable, chief revenue officer roundtable. Uh, and, and those are, Fantastic. Uh, the true differentiator. Those are uh, really uh, small communities uh, of people that come together, that know each other, like each other and want to help each other succeed and mm-hmm. share ideas. They benchmark. They hold each other accountable. They uh, they uh, they allow themselves to be vulnerable in front of one another when they're when they are making difficult decisions and and whatnot. And so that's that. Those roundtable programs really help with that that internal transformation that has to happen to a business owner when they're at one stage and they have to grow to another stage. So mm-hmm. we've awesome. facilitated all that. Yeah, yeah. We've thoroughly right. enjoyed our experience with Vices Group. So it's, and it's, it, it's an honor. Thank you. Uh, we love our clients. I mean, our, the, we've got such wonderful, great clients, and uh, the. Uh, uh, it, it's just, it's just, it's fantastic. You, 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 you think I'd be bored you know, doing this for 26 years, but uh, every day is a new day and, uh, it, 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 the, the industry's changing and people change and mm. it's just fascinating to watch that all unfold and, and happen and, 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 and very rewarding to be a part of it. Yeah. Oh no, it's, it's super cool. And I think the, uh, you know, if I might add just, having an opportunity to be in a peer group with people that have similar problems, but also in the same industry is a, uh, is a really unique thing that, uh, that you just get together with a group of people who have a, who have a common goal of learning more. You yeah. want to learn more yeah. and, and figure it out. And I think that can be an inspiring thing. So uh, I, 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 early, cool. early, early on, I had a client that said, you, you cannot know everything. No. But with a great with a great group of peer group of, of associates, you can come close. Exactly. Exactly. I I'll, I got to ask like, you. I got to ask you. I, that's phenomenal. That is a phenomenal quote. But I got to ask you because. You took a serious uh, 180 here, director of youth ministry at the church. A big church, too, if I if I remember, like 300 yeah, plus 3, family, like, families, 3000 yeah. families. That's right big church and like what was 
a career change, you'd, you'd clearly establish yourself. And obviously, it seems like some of the decision was financially motivated to, to have a family and grow a family and, and sure, wanted to yeah. do other yeah. things. But like, talk to us through that process a little bit, because I do believe there's a healthy amount of people that um, are towards the end of their careers and they're living out careers that they didn't really want to. And you're someone who probably, you know, realized not early on, but certainly before it was, and I think it's never too late, but before it was really late to say, hey, I need to make a pivot here. But you did a 180 and I, that couldn't have been an easy conversation with your wife and it couldn't have been an easy undertaking mentally is where I'm yeah, thinking. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a it's a great question. First off, we we there's always opportunity. I I always get every now and then I think how how old was was uh, Colonel Sanders when he started Kentucky Fried Chicken? Well, oh, I think, I think right, he was yeah. in the, he was in his 70s I think yeah. or something like that. You know, so who knows? It, it, there's always something, there's always more opportunity. And 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 let's be honest, uh you there's an opportunity to develop every day for the rest of the day of your life. So Amen. there's always, yeah, there's always, there's always, and I, 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 I plan to hope to continue to develop and, and grow every, every day. But, uh, yeah, we, we, so I knew I needed to make a change. I, I made, I made a change, wasn't totally happy, wasn't totally sure with the initial change that I made. And at some point I invested in a career coach. So, and this is after I got a college degree and I've got a master's degree and uh, probably a little backwards, but that's all right. You know, I invested in a career coach and that that relationship, uh, I, I'm thinking back now, you know, six months, nine months, something like that. Uh, and and we uh, he took he took me through a uh, through a methodology and I don't regret a penny that I paid. I don't regret regret one thing. Uh, I remember sending <clears throat> sending uh, 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 letters to uh, professional associates of mine and friends of mine. Hey, I'm thinking about this. I'm thinking about that. Can you give me some feedback? Of course, my wife was intimately involved in the process as well, her giving me, me feedback and whatnot. Uh, but I was able to find out the areas of expertise that really motivated me and drove me and the things, the values that I wanted in in. Uh, in an employment arrangement. And once I knew those things, then it's <clears throat> because that's that's the that those are the uh, the foundational building blocks. You know, a lot of times you walk up to a building, you don't see the foundation. Right? You see this beautiful building, but you don't see the. Fo- well, these are areas of ex- expertise and values and uh, uh, think that motiv- motivations, uh, motivations and what what it is that motivates. So it's knowing, you know, I, I really uh, dug deep, uh, reached out, got feedback from other folks, and uh, uh, really was able to was able to. Oh, this is my foundation, and then I could build on top of that. Mm-hmm. And and then I mean, after that, uh, Mark, it's it's uh, there's a lot of things I could. Uh, there's a lot of different career paths I could have taken. That could have taken that would have uh, fit well on that foundation. But, the, you know, the one that I chose was to do this organizational development and leadership development and these peer roundtables and things like that. And uh, I, I, you're right. I'd say, I, it kills me when, when I go somewhere and somebody talks about, oh, my college years were the best years of my life. I, I think I think in my life, each decade gets better. Mm. I, I just I get mm. happy. I get it. it, it I, I feel more in the flow. 
uh, so to speak. And, yes. uh, and, and, but that's just, that's, that's alignment, right? It's, I'm al- things are aligned with the foundation. What I'm doing on a day to day is aligned with the foundations of these things that values and motivations and expertises and things, things like that. So, hmm. uh, yeah, that was the, that was the process that I went through. And then, Hey, you know, two steps forward, one step back and okay. Right. Uh, and, and sometimes it's two steps forward and four steps back. Well, okay. And look, I mean, uh, life is to be lived on the fringe of experience. Right. Dust yourself right. off and, and 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 go go back at it. Tomorrow's a new day. Mm-hmm. It, uh, right? It, I, it, oh, I love uh, it. I mean, I think I think I think there's a lot of people, unfortunately, that would look at like your resume, your background, and go, "Well, then he wasted those first ten years." And then, and, and but we know, and you know better than anyone that in reality, those ten years of of post grad work, right? When you're when you're working um, at the church, all of those skills were transferable, as you mentioned yeah. earlier, yes. and and all of that work led to something uh and maybe it was professional and maybe it was personal but it, it certainly paid uh paid you back down the road and I, I think people sometimes you know i even think to myself like my the stupid summer camps i worked at and oh um, my gosh. the jobs Please. i had and the, you know you did them for the wrong reasons at times right i just needed cash and oh my gosh you, being a summer i worked as a summer camp counselor i mean I, yes. is there, outside of the military i don't know if there's any better uh, uh true leadership motivational training <laughs> right I, it's so you got true. 30 I, you got I 30 10 year olds and you got to uh, get them from this spot to that spot and how are you going to motivate them to do that right and you don't have money and you don't have, <laughs> and you don't have money and you barely have any snacks no i i you're so right i chose a job as a hockey camp counselor strictly because i wanted to be skating all the time and it turned out to be such a good job because you're right it was all about leading kids and that whole dynamic and it taught yeah. you a whole lot about uh motivating the elephant if you will so oh no you're you're so right do you when you like think about um, your work and, and looking forward and what you apply today, do you think that the experience in the church had anything to do with your ability to help understand businesses and and leadership in particular? Like, did did that play a oh role? Oh my gosh! Really- okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, business. Look, I mean, business. Um, the, uh, businesses are made up of people. And yes. uh, and where there are people, there are there's politics and uh, and there's individuals and there's uh, uh, socially there's groups and group dynamic and individual dynamics and uh, and all that. And here. Uh, so, you know, the church is what I mean, it's it's uh, a 2000 year old uh, entity. And uh so a lot of a lot of skeletons in the closets, a lot of uh, political dynamics. So, so learning learning to navigate your way through any any religious institution, uh, and uh, you think there's a lot of crazy people in business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and again, you you you're you're, <laughs> you're talking you're, to two of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And again, you you've got a uh, you're you're uh, uh, you have people that are volunteers that are not getting paid. You gotta you, you gotta you gotta keep them engaged. And hey, so how many times, Mark, have you heard me say uh, we cannot put on 
a uh, we like we cannot put on a bad roundtable event. Can't happen. It, it's right. it, the, the 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 event venue, the the food, the, the it, it, it's got to. Well, I mean, it's the same thing with volunteers. I, when yeah. when volunteers are, are are few and far between, and you've got these programs you got to put on, it's it's it, well, hey, we cannot put on a, a bad training session for these volunteers. We got to make we got to give them something to keep them coming back and whatnot. So, like all those all those dynamics, you don't realize it. Uh, all those all those dynamics they uh, are transferable and uh, and in work in with business and uh, just another organization. Your company is yes. an organization. Yes. Mine's an organization. Any religious institution is an organization. And all those organizations, they have all those variables that we talk about, right? They've got leadership and management and technology and marketing and uh, and people function and, and all that. And and they're all connected to one another. Oh, and, oh. Right? It's, it's, it's uh, yeah, it, yeah. No, that it's that makes that makes a stuff. that makes a lot of sense. Do you, through your experience now, and you've been doing vices or, or for 26 years, as you alluded to, like talk to us about um, what are some of the common leadership mistakes you see in companies that have plateaued? Because because yeah, most so, of the companies you're working with are established, right? And they they're making money. There is cash flow. But you're seeing companies that have plateaued. Like, can you can you share with us some of the common ones potentially? Uh, I, I remember I was on a conversation with you, and uh, I was pretty uh, <clears throat> jazzed up, I'd say, pretty emphatic about something, and uh, you weren't seeing it. And <laughs> and we got off the phone, and my lovely wife works with me, and she came in. And she said, "Who were you talking to?" <laughs> <laughs> I said. Oh, that's Mark. Mark Augustinelli. He's a full-blooded Italian. He can handle it. <laughs> oh, hey! In the end, look. If you are not growing, your business is not growing. If right. you are not growing mm. as as a CRO or a COO or a CFO, if you personally are not developing, then your function that you're managing is not growing. You, the the people under you are not growing. Uh, hey, look, uh, uh, you've got young kids, right, Mark? Yes, I do. And, 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 and mentoring, right? There's nothing that the, there's nothing more, uh, powerful. They, they, they may not hear or remember everything that you've said, but they'll remember, they'll, they'll remember through your behavior mm. on how you treated your wife, how you treated your neighbor. How you uh, cleaned up after yourself when you came home, uh, how you handled yourself when you were uh, upset about something or how you calmed yourself down or dealt with you, all your employees are the same thing. Uh, mm. So the, I'd say the biggest, the really the, the biggest thing that that uh, challenge that leaders have when their companies stop growing is that the company, the, take company out of it, the company has not stopped growing the senior leadership has stopped growing, and mm. that is that is the number one uh, the number one uh, the number one mistake that uh, that folks is that they, uh, they and and then and then of course they look external. Oh, well, we just have to hire a president from this kind of a company to come in and 
that guy or that woman is going to bring in the magic, whatever, and help us grow because, you know, they've done it before and they know this and they know that. Um, or, uh, uh, or, or we just need to get this new uh, software, this new, this new whatever uh, that's out there. And that's going to help us get from here to, to there. And uh, those are all, those are, those are all, I don't know, what do you, what do you call that? Uh, you know, enhancements on the existing business model and whatnot. But mm. in the end, yeah, and, and yeah. So then you start seeing mis- mistakes like that happen. Uh, I, you know, the other, the other, uh, I'd say the other thing, uh, another big, uh, an- another big mistake that a lot of uh, folks in business make, uh, and, and, and this would be departmental as well, and that is, uh, <clears throat> that is uh, no plan, no game plan. Mm-hmm. They just don't think out a game plan. Uh, they don't think out key initiatives. And, 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 and you've heard me say, you know, you, you don't plan, you plan to fail. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you, you, I, I, th- I, th- I can't remember if I shared with you the, the, the rule of you. Did I ever share that with you? I'm not sure. I don't think so. Oh, my gosh, yeah. So I, I'll, have to, I'll have to share with you the rule of you. And uh, we'll get, we can add it as an attachment uh, on, on your thing. So this is this is a uh, this is a, this is I developed this. And, and I know that you and I have talked about that. I that I go on a couple of silent retreats every year, which are just uh, those are gifts, gifts from uh, from the other the other side. Uh, if you never get a chance, if you ever get a chance to do a silent retreat, do a silent retreat. I don't care how uh, extroverted you are or whatnot. It's just such a great uh, experience uh, and whatnot. But um, somewhere in the midst, I, I, I had this, I developed this thing, uh, uh, the rule, I call it the rule of you. And uh, a purpose statement, key objectives for the year. And then I have these different areas like husband and father, business, special projects, health, financial, and I just set targets for myself uh, and based on the objectives and based on my principles and uh, that I that I want to live by. Uh, and then I and then I do a little bit of uh, uh, reconnaissance work with uh, you know, family members and whatnot in terms of, OK, you know, what is it that dad needs to stop doing? What does dad need to start doing? <laughs> and that takes a, a bit of humility uh, and, and, uh, right. Anyway, it, it's, it ends up being a page, page and a half or whatever. And then you just, I just have it out and I, I, mm-hmm. I review it on a regular basis. And, uh, and, and I always invest every year. I invest, uh, X thousands of dollars in some kind of personal development. And that's, gosh, I really want to get better at doing this. And so I'll go find and find somebody or we'll, you know, my team will help me find somebody that will, to help, or I take a couple classes or, or whatever. But uh, yeah, the the so that is a uh, that's a, that's the rule of you is uh, something I used for and 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 basically it's like the rule of Tom, and, yeah. or the rule if you fill it out it's the rule of Mark or you know if Sally fill it the rule of Sally and it's that's your own personal this this is your own. But what is that? You take a, and I usually. I usually take a, <clears throat> a really long weekend, like a, like a Friday through a Monday kind of thing. And uh, and you really need to uh, at the end of the year, you, you need to uh, uh, be honest with yourself. You need to ruminate on the things that you couldn't get done. Uh, you've got to uh, uh, celebrate the things that you were able to get done. Uh, and, and you just got to you just got to, you know, in your soul, you, you have to sit with it and, and uh 
and it just emerges. I mean, the rule for the your rule for the next year, just after you after you ruminate on a lot of that stuff and reflect on it for uh, for a long weekend, it just it comes up and 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 boom, you you got it, and, and then you're rolling. And uh, uh, no, if you but if 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 uh, if you have no plan, what happens is that you turn sixty something years old and you and and you look yourself in the mirror and you're saying, "Gosh, I've lived the same life, the same year." Forty years in a row. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm still, whatever, and I, I never, I'll never be in that position. Right. Right. Which is, <laughs> which is, which is absolutely something to aspire to. Do you find other business leaders are doing similar stuff to you? Maybe not Tom's rule of view, but other style. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The more, the more successful business uh, right. persons, men and women that I know out there, they. They, they, they have, they have mentors, they have coaches, they have, they, they educational, um, they, they read books. How many, how many people, Mark, how many people we know that, that, that you know, that they don't read? Right. Right. I, it is, it is, no, it is kind of crazy. It, 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 you know, I, I don't know how many books a month I read, but I'm an avid reader. And, <clears throat> and, and you don't have to be an expert reader or anything like that. You no. just got to learn how to, just have to know how to read a book. Which, by the way, the, by the way, there is a book called uh, "How to Read a Book," which uh, it, it's it's a it's a really good read. Every college kid should should read oh. it. I I, I I bought that book for my my college age kids, and they laughed at me. And I don't think they've read it yet, but they'll they'll at some point they'll read it. But you don't have to be an expert; you just have to know how to read a book. And yes. but there's even hey Mark, even in a poorly written book, there are de- there are ideas in that book that can help you help you learn and develop and grow. So, yeah, I, I would say my, my clients that are doing well, uh, yeah, they, they set goals for themselves. They uh, they have they, they mentors, coaches. They, they put some kind of roadmap together for their leader, leadership development, their right. own leadership development. It's uh, it's critical for for uh, for uh, to keep things to keep things. Well, not, not only to keep things growing, but uh, uh, you know, it's not some of these cliches, you know, live, live your best self and, and whatnot. But uh, it's uh, you, but you do want to self-actualize. I mean, you do mm. want to 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 grow into the person that you can be. And uh, personally, you know, that's just that's uh, that's just that that's uh, live on the fringe of experience. <laughs> I, I almost feel, I almost feel like that's half a leadership, to be honest with you, because to your point yeah. earlier, where you said your kids learn more about what you did. Than by what you said, I think leadership is very similar in that regard. Like the people that you manage or lead, you can talk to them till you're blue in the face. But if you're doing it every day, yeah, they, they yeah. it's way more inspiring and all, yeah. and also uh, yeah. creates more momentum. So that that I think makes a lot of that. I mean, it really it really rings true with me. I although you caught me at a time where I'm. Uh, with a, with a seven and a five year old at home, I feel like I'm reading the least amount as possible. So maybe this is a good. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I, but I, yeah. but life also has its ups and downs. So sure. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I used to read books with my, oh, there's so many, oh, there's so many fantastic books for kids books that have great yes. lessons in them. Yes. And I, I used my kids, we, 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 uh, crazy. I mean, they're 20 something now, mid twenties. And, 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 and my daughter and my, my, my daughter and my son are, Okay, like I, I get those books that I get that set of books that Dad read to us when we were kids. And, <laughs> yeah, right. They're keeping them. They're keeping them. Uh, that is, uh, 
Hey, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you a great, I'll tell you a great story. We were at a Barnes and Nobles and uh, they had a kid's section there. So I, we got three kids. Uh, and as you know, the oldest special needs. So the special needs, my special needs son and my, my other son and my daughter, uh, they, we just let them in the, the kids section and all that stuff. My wife go off. We're looking for books or looking for whatever we want. And anyway, we come back half an hour later and, you know, some of these kids, you know, they're, they're climbing on the shelves like it's a ladder. They're tearing books, you know, but what and the, the young college kids close to the close to DePaul here in Chicago. And these young college kids are uh, anyway, this one young lady walks up to me and she says, are these three? And of course, my three kids are sitting there reading books. And she said to me, are these three kids your kids? And she and I said, oh, yeah, yeah. She said, they've been sitting here for half an hour reading by themselves. She said, what are you doing right <laughs> I'm reading at home. I'm reading I said, at home. Well, actually, the 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 other the other benefit, which probably not all that realistic now, but we we just decided not to have a TV in the house. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I I, I, re- I read a statistic on how much how many acts of violence and uh, language and whatnot that that a child is exposed to in any given year when you have a TV in a house, and I. I I thought to myself, gosh, why would I expose my kids to that and not expose my kids to, to the values of my wife and I? Uh, we'll, we'll do away with the TV. If I need to see a baseball game, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll go to the local tavern and yeah. watch a game or go watch a game or two, or I'll head over to one of my friend's house and whatnot. So it, uh, anyway, that is unique. That is, that's unique. That's, that is not something a lot of people do. I, uh, my parents did not let us watch TV Sunday through Thursday growing up. Yeah, right, right. Till I was probably like, I gotta think, I, I think, I think until like eighth grade. And even then, I think once I was that old, I had so much other shit going on. That's right. And, you, that you, want, and it yeah. wasn't part of my habit. Right. But yeah, that's a uh, it's, that's an interesting point. It's screen time and devices. Oh, it's big man, big man. Make, make yeah. it, make it, make it a difficult challenge. But I'm interested. What was the most difficult feedback you got from your family when you asked them what does dad need to work on when you did the power review? Anything you'd be willing oh, to share? It was, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, it, it is, um, uh, well, first off, you know, working too much, you know, uh, you know, dad did on the road too much. So that's one thing. But I would say, the, the most difficult, uh, personally, the, uh, uh, yeah, um, you know, we, we, we all grow up, uh, we, we all grow up in certain, uh, family milieus and we learn things from our parents and probably learn some, uh, I did learn some bad habits, uh, you know, in terms of the way that I was, uh, uh, the way that I was teasing or kidding my kids. And, uh, and I didn't even, Mark, I didn't even know I was doing, I didn't even know I was doing it. And, uh, but, uh, I got, I got some feedback and I'm a typical male. So, uh, when, when males typically get real honest feedback, their first response is they get all pissed off. Uh, so I got a little, you know, ruffled and whatever. Uh, and then a few days later, I, 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 uh, I, um, realize that hey this is i need to this i this whole this all this activity all this behavior i just have to stop it i just have to stop it get it out of my life and and easier said than done you know but i i've worked hard i've worked hard at uh i've worked hard at uh at 
that changing changing that uh, that that kind of that kind of stuff. That was probably the most uh, the most difficult for, uh, from the family. Uh, mm, yeah, oh, I can imagine. I, I can imagine because you think you're. I mean, especially males talk so much shit and teasing out of love a lot of the time too. Yeah, but people don't yeah. always interpret it that way, right? I. I uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. The the uh, yeah. That's uh, yes. That's uh, the affection. You know, it's it's like yeah. we, we were taught. I'm a little bit older than you are, but you know, we're 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 taught. Oh, you know, boys don't cry and. You know, and you don't this and you don't that or you don't show emotion, whatever, you know. that. Right. Uh, but anyway, it's. Uh, uh, oh, that's interesting. So, yeah, yeah I, I, I appreciate you sharing that. That's very cool. Now, when you think about people listening to this, I think you've helped them a lot in the how would you go about career change? It sounds like you would um, absolutely hire your career coach again. But I think what was the interesting theme was you made the pivot and you never have made this all about money but you made the pivot because certainly you wanted to design a different life for your family and at the time when you wanted to make more money you went out and spent more before you made it and i think that's an interesting concept because then we spent the rest of this podcast talking about your own development and you've got a certain amount of uh kind of percentage that you're spending on yourself every year and i have found overwhelmingly as I've gotten into leadership, I like, and I'm trying to mentor people now as best I can, right? Cause you, everyone's figuring it out on their way, but it's like the best way I can capsule, encapsulate it is you do the job you, you, uh, you do the job you want before you get it. Like you're mm-hmm. constantly putting in the work before you actually get paid. Oh, so to speak yeah. to do that. Yeah. And I think that's been yeah. a common theme in your life. How, how did you get, I, I guess I'd be interested to know. How did you get the um, how did you get the motivation to start down that path? And how would you share with others maybe how they can do that too? Because I think the the hardest part is starting. Like I didn't read books growing up. I was like your typical jock. And then I found stuff I liked. I started reading a little bit. And I'm like, oh my god, this is helping. And I kept reading more. And I, so for me, I think it's the starting really is the hardest part, which is a cliche. Any yeah. suggestions on that from your perspective? Yeah. Hey. Uh, Mark, uh, <clears throat> my my great grandfather was a farmer, mm-hmm. uh, a, a, a pretty poor farmer. Uh, my grandfather was a metal finisher for the Chrysler yeah. Corporation. Yeah. Uh, you know, my dad and his brothers went to college and got jobs working for the big three and whatnot. I grew up in the Detroit area. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you a quick story. Um, I had. Uh, uh, I was in an office suite not far from where I'm at now, and they were they were uh, cementing the back area. They had uh, they were renovating the place and they were cementing it. And they had these, you know, uh, they had these guys that were out there working, and you could tell they uh, they were speaking some kind of a different language from either wherever uh, eastern eastern uh, country. And uh, uh, I was out there uh, eating lunch or whatnot, watching these guys work and. I thought, and my associate came out, and I said, "That's," I said, "That those guys there. I mean, that was that's my grand. Those are my grandfathers and my great grandfathers. Those guys. I mean, they they they, those guys worked like that. And so that that work ethic, and this goes back to what we're saying with your kids, that work work ethic is just was modeled by me. It was modeled for me by a lot of the people that went before me." 
And uh, so that's that's one big piece of it. And just and 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 then, uh, gosh, we all have right. We all have this choice. Nobody's perfect. Right. Your parents aren't perfect. My parents were not perfect. So I can either hang on to the imperfections or I can grab on to the things that were motivating. And and that's the choice. Right. That's everybody's choice. And so my choice was. Gosh, you know, I, I, I would, I admired my grandfather. I, mm. I mean, he, uh, 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 the, my, my dad's work, uh, whatever he was doing, it was, uh, uh, very strong work ethic. And, and I just admired that. And, uh, so that's, you know, that's one piece of it is, is choosing to, uh, choosing to, uh, catapult your, yourself off of, the off of those great things that your your uh, your relatives have done before yeah. you right mm-hmm. so that's that's uh, that's one that's one piece of it and then and then and then the other the other piece of it gosh i mean you just you got to dig deep i mean you have to dig deep and and learn what your motivations are and even though they they might be you know right on the tip of your your nose a lot of time you you just don't see them and so you got to do the you got to do the work to to learn what those are and then put the roadmap together to to make it happen in your life it's mm-hmm. uh you know you 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 uh again this this uh uh this this whole disposition of uh, this whole disposition of things happen to me. You know, nothing happens to me. Nothing's owed me. Nothing happens to me. You know, you make you make the day. Go get right. it. Right. You know, it, it's it's uh, <clears throat> so those are those are those are some of the things, you know, when I think about just my, you know, my my business and the work I do with my clients and, uh, you know, and look. Hey, do I run into clients? Do I do I run into uh, situations that are uncomfortable and uh, not great? Yes. Do they define who I am? No. Right. Do they define how I'm going to behave? No. Right. I right. Well, I, th- I think right? the cynic the cynic would say, "Why make a plan if you don't know if things are always going to go according to the plan?" And I think the more you realize that the time you spend doing it, right? I mean, seriously though, there's yeah. a whole school of thought that like people don't do yeah. that. And my thought process is like, I, I create plans all the time and many of them don't go according to plan, right? It's like the Mike Tyson quote, everyone's got a plan to get punched in the mouth, but at least having the plan helps the process of it because you get used to yeah, doing it again. Yeah, and I it, think, it, it, <clears throat> Hey, Mark, it's, it's, it's not the plan itself. It's the process of it planning. It it's is. the process of thinking it through. It's the process of being honest with yourself. It's the process of being vulnerable. It's the process of asking other people uh, their thoughts and opinions and, uh, you know, taking it all in. Mm. That's the value of planning, not the yes. plan itself. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It's which is all which you, is, you said it earlier. It's all that hard work uh, ahead of time. So it is. Yeah. You got to do the you got to do the work before you get there. And I think. I think your point, though, on the uh, the modeling and the work ethic is another good one, too, because there's so many things, especially as people start to make money, they make decisions that make life easier for them, which I think is great. I think that's a great benefit of it. But there's oftentimes really simple things that you don't need to outsource that you get to do that kind of remind you 
of getting your hands dirty every day. Like for yeah. me, it's mowing yeah. the lawn or weed in beds or whatever that yeah. crap is. I have so many yeah. friends that are like, you pay, you don't pay someone to do that. And it's like, I don't even entertain the conversation because I can't explain to them that I'm a psychopath and I want my kids to see <laughs> that I get my hands dirty. Like it's yeah. not even worth the yeah, time, exactly. but I think exactly. it really struck a chord with me. So I think if there's anything people take from this conversation with you, Tom, um, it's that it's never too late to make a career change. It's never too late to get started, but also like, plan who you want to be and then self-actualize that plan. I think, I think the, you know, what, what impact do you want to make to your community? Who do you want to be? What kind of father do you want to be? Husband, sister, brother, aunt, whatever, whatever it may be, do that work. Um, and then aspire to inspire and work towards that, I think is a wonderful takeaway because that is truly what makes leaders is they're doing that work and the best leaders are doing it all the time. And then they're probably getting there a little faster because they're more disciplined at doing it. But, um, it's not a race so amen yeah amen tom thanks so much for coming on beers and careers man i've i've uh loved the help i've gotten uh professionally from you but i've also loved our relationship growing as well so much great, appreciated great being, great being with you mark you jumping on and uh, and godspeed take care have a safe trip to new york tomorrow thank you thank you take care tom bye